I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 and since Bo's not here and the ladies um <laughs> we are back we are back and we got a special one because you just love doing first on the show right so first um we got Bianca, I'm gonna have you first do your intro to catch everybody up, and also too, you're doing a lot of really cool stuff now. So I don't even know where business-wise to categorize you, and you know, obviously reach in, but you know, like, but yeah, go ahead and uh, give your official, you know, title and how you're moving now. Yeah, I, so my my resume, I like to say, is longer than a holiday weekend, right? <laughs> so so yeah, no, we got to go down a few bullet points uh, to what I'm doing now, but. Uh, my name's Bianca McCall. Thank mm. you so much for having me back. Of course. And, and the first, first, first guest, first, first was she was the first female on the podcast. Yes. And now she's the first guest to have on twice. Yes. Cody fact check me, Bo fact check me, but I'm almost 99% positive the first guest I have back on twice. Yes. And you know what? I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm humbled. I'm honored. Uh, but I'll also hit you with the Michael Jordan like, with all the first right um so so yeah i i'm still doing my thing you know in terms of behavior health mental health i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist a huge advocate and and proponent of mental health but looking at mental health a little bit differently um not just in the space of behavioral health but looking at our total health and wellness so everything that goes into somebody being healthy financially educationally socioeconomically and so forth uh, right now, I, I'm in the midst of this transition uh, into the tech space, right? So this week, we actually launched a mobile application called Reach In Now. And, uh, and I've been wearing hoods, like hoodies don't worry, everywhere. Don't worry. It has a pause button. You can go download that. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay, go oh, yeah. Proceed, oh, yeah. Proceed, download proceed. that right now. We'll it's, be here. We'll be here when you get back. It's literally available right now for download mm -hmm. on Google Play in the App Store, right? So, so ever since we did the launch, I've been wearing hoods, like hoodies, zip-up hoodies, or, or you know, just the, the pullover hoodies, because when you're in the tech space, that's what you do, mm -hmm. I heard. Like, mm -hmm. you wear hoodies, right? Oh, I got to get in the know here. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. tech is hoodies, right? Got so, it. and I, I don't really understand. It's hot in Vegas. It's, I don't know. I know. What, they're I just know. used to it being chilly hey, at night in Cali or something. Uh, I sweat though. <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay. No, so so uh, yeah, just transition into the tech space uh, after dropping a mobile app, and uh, and really, I think with a lot of people, like I'm just kind of with a lot of people, like this has all been kind of like a state of transition, right? Mm -hmm. Like the last year, the new normal for a lot of us is, um, you know, very different very different mm -hmm. than the, the ways that it used mm -hmm. to be. And for me, like in the clinical space and being a therapist and having an office, brick and mortar, a staff, um, having an actual clinic for people to come to, you know, to yeah. reach out uh, when they're in crises, mm -hmm. you know, 
it, we went through a state of transition to where, you know, I was like, no, we need to start reaching in, you know, mm. we need to, we need the healing process to begin uh, with ourselves and internally and, and to just kind of realign ourselves. And then we need to reach in and help the next man, the next woman, you know, mm-hmm. out of those dark spaces yeah. and how better, how better to do that than by leveraging the advanced technologies that we have, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, no, and also too, if you guys missed, uh, if you guys missed Bianca's first uh, episode, we'll link that down in the show notes. Another thing I just thought of, you're another first. This is the first podcast ever that Bo is not on the podcast oh. as well. This is this is the first call, this is the first one. So you just take him. I miss Bo. Th- don't worry, yeah, he's around. He's around. <laughs> you know. Um, but shout uh, out to Bo. Yeah, shout out to my boy <laughs> Bo. Bo Callis, baby. Um, but um, yeah, so on the other uh, end with that, uh, yeah, definitely excited to have you on, especially because um, I was telling you at the um, inside I, uh, that last night I had this like really big um, breakthrough that is, I have no problem, as you know, being on the show. I'm pretty vulnerable across yeah. the board. I'll, I'll go both ways. You could have, you know, I am, which, you know, I am what you see. Yeah. It's, it's there. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm there. And so it goes both ways. When I'm passionate, you see it. And also too, when I'm having like vulnerable, like big breakthroughs, I want to share it with people. And yeah. um, it's so uh, interesting. And I thought this would be an interesting one for you immediately when you had reached out and we're coming by today. I'm like, man, and it just happened to all work out that way. And we're going deep. We're Let's going go. deep. This might be the Let's most, go. okay, prelude. This might be the deepest I've gotten on a podcast. First time. First time. That's another one. Another one. This one's deep. I mean, we, Can we zoom in on this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get in. We'll get in the post production. Just the zoom. Cody will right, get you right. going. Um, yeah. And um, with that being said, I had we had that series. I think right before you came on last time about um, I took <laughs> I did steroids and I still sucked. And that was a podcast series that we yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but this one um, is actually very interesting because it goes through. Um, for coaches, players, um, all the way across the board, just human beings, I think this is a huge episode, uh, just because I want to get your insight from this. And and it actually stems from, um, my girlfriend had me watch this show. And actually, I'm going to get you guys all hot and steamy. I'm just going to say the word. It was about sex. All right? Start there. There you go. Everybody woke Ah, up. Everybody ah. woke up, turned up their their stereo a little (laughs) bit. All right? It was about sex, and it was talking about how within sex, like a a physical representation of how we're doing within our relationships, and also, too, with not only our relationships with others, but also our relationships with one another, um, not just even with my intimate partner. It just happens to be expressed there, right? Like, again, I always kind of think of it like that leaking pipe, and I put it underneath pressure. I see where I spray. But also, too, like it's like a big reveal when I'm in these intimate spaces, um, because I put down those facades and I can I can be me. And so, um, you know, you're very vulnerable in those places. And a lot of times, vul- you know, that, you know, that vulnerability gets this stipulation of it's always uh, like you're weak. Right, right? right. But it's also an area like for sure there's gonna be, your weaknesses are going to be shown, but also too like the real you is there. And I think that's an opportunity uh, where you get to really grow in those settings where you're like, here it is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to have the like with who I am of, I do that a lot with a lot of people that I'm really close with, but there is layers and levels uh, to mm-hmm. that as well. And so anyways, uh, she watched this uh, docu-series on um, Netflix 
and it was about uh, sex. I can't remember the exact title. Uh, the, uh, just look up sex and it's like something about, um, it's like the first one that pops up, yeah. uh, that comes up. And so what they were doing was they're taking these couples that were having these sexual issues and uh, they were trying to figure out what those are. And there, there's a bunch of different th reasons why like they were having issues within, you know, within sex. It's not just, you know, one thing or another. There's a bunch of different storylines that they follow. And so one of the storylines was um, this this guy had uh, – it's also interesting what people like really think is the problem and then what really happens to be the problem. Right, right. Like behind totally different. what I'm actually working on or what I think yeah. is the issue. And I always – you know, like when I'm thinking it's their partner or she's not into this and he's not into that. And, re and then all of a sudden you break it down. It's like always somehow ends up back at the childhood. Somehow yeah, right? <laughs> always right. there's a route back some way, right? And so um, they did this very interesting technique, and I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it. I, I was not aware. And so what they did is they took a uh, group, they took these two individuals, actually had happened to be um, a lesbian couple, and they took these, uh, they, they were in this group setting, and they went to this uh, sex doctor, I don't know if that's a technical term, uh, but they went to the sex doctor, and they uh, one of the activities they were doing is they had these groups of um, probably like 10 or 15 people, and then they talked about setting up a setting. So you randomly go and you choose a person to represent somebody that you want to visit with or kind of like go down this line. So uh, uh, she told... Um, that she told her, she's like, okay, go grab someone to represent your mother, right? So you randomly pick somebody out of these 10, 15 people, right? Gotcha, Whoever you're gotcha. drawn to. Yeah. And then you stand there and you think about them and like kind of like channel like your energy basically like kind of like into them in that in that setting. And so at first, just so everybody knows off the bat, first off, I'm like very skeptical of like, if you know me at all, like I'm, I'm like pretty critical. I'm pretty skeptical of any of this. Like I'm like, okay, well let's, right, let's right. see where this goes, you know? And then, so it's actually opened me up because uh, the doctor at, uh, also said that like she started that way of like the only way that I could know that this way, these were real things was I had to run it. Mm -hmm. It had to be my thing where I knew that these people weren't putting on acts or they weren't putting on shows or, or whatever this looks like. And so what they did was uh, she went and picked someone to represent her mother and then like her mother came and then they're very, uh, the people that are obviously in this group are very attuned to how they're feeling mm -hmm. and emotions that are flowing through them and like they give in to whatever they're feeling and they give themselves permission to feel whatever they're feeling at, through this experience. And so um, with this, um, it, it gets deep because uh, she kind of okay so the person that walks up kind of embodies what it feels like to be her mother right and so she starts feeling like these things of like um she doesn't even want to look at her daughter and so but she's obviously not her real daughter right she doesn't even want to look in her direction because like she's ashamed she's like ashamed of her daughter for being a lesbian mm. right mm. and so she doesn't she uh, her, doesn't want her friends to know about this thing. It's like her the secret and all these other things. And so they start asking more questions. They start sharing more and um, starts to really realize that there's another layer here, right? So then she tells her to go choose someone that is her uh, grandmother, 
Okay. So then she goes and picks somebody out to go. And they're not always females, right? Sometimes they go pick a male to be there because Just it's the not energy. the physical. Yeah, it's not. They're not. They're not drawn to like the physical outlaying. It's like there's something within that person that again, like a, maybe it's a sadness. Maybe it's a authoritarian. Maybe it's these other things. So it's not the physical representation. So I thought this was really interesting. So then they brought someone up to be the grandmother. And then the same thing process kind of stood with them for a second, uh, kind of like, you know, shared in like she really expressed like how she felt with her, her mother. And then she went and sat down and then now everybody's interacting with each other where all of a sudden um um all of a sudden uh there's these layers of how she, her mother interacted with you know her grandmother interacted with her mother right, and right. there was some shame there what happened mm -hmm. to be in that had nothing to do with her daughter it had to do with another layer deeper gotcha. so anyways i'm giving you guys spark notes you guys want to watch the you want know, the like it's yeah. getting deep right yeah. it's getting yeah. deep I'm, so then yeah. the, so then she goes okay go find someone to be um her her mother and then also to actually they branch out and it actually happens to be uh her uh, great grandfather that comes into the picture as well because right. it all played in and the, now as you see where i'm going with this is there was layers and layers of um shame that had been brought on yeah. generation all the way through uh, this pattern. So, okay, so, so again, baseball guys are like, where in the hell are we going, <laughs> all right? But look, this is where I thought it was super powerful, yeah. is towards the end, towards the end, there was this conversation um, that happened where it was, um, and it, it plays out so much better when you watch it because you actually get to be evolved to the motions and you can't, you don't really believe it until you're like watching it and you're like, wow, that's so interesting, especially when you know she starts talking to the backstory. And I get it, the skeptical people out there, it's like, oh, they're probably picking up on certain things or whatever, but that's not the point of all of this. This is where I'm getting to. Is that, now I got the mood set, all right? We got everybody understands the setting. She says, um, she looks um, at her daughter um, once they kind of do these releases like layer by layer and actually you understand that the shame it wasn't because of you're not shame and also too i didn't even identify with the word shame before we start that i i had nothing in my being felt shameful i would have never put that title on it like i would have never right. gave it that right and i also um um actually talking afterwards and doing some more research that how shame likes to hide itself and kind of like yeah. put this facade and present itself in different ways where you don't it's kind of lucrative yeah you don't really see it as shame and so now why it makes sense because i i would see it as insecurity or i right. would see it as these other areas where but it was rooted in shame in yeah. some fashion or another right and so what it came through and I had this major release was at the uh, towards the end of the show after they did these other layers and she had realized that the shame that she was feeling from her mother had nothing to do with her and really her actions. Mm -hmm. It had to be with like, again, the insecurity and the things the shame had caused her mother because of her mother and because of her mother and because right. of their relationship and because it all got rooted back to there was some incidents that have happened or there had been, you know, these bigger events that then that trauma had transferred you know, right. generationally down and everybody unconsciously had uh, had a different way of expressing, Yeah, but it was always rooted back to the same issues. And so if you're not super deep into some of the trauma stuff and you don't, like I've got in the last year, have read quite a few books and like getting those things, not nowhere near, you know, you know, the doctor, you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done some research into this other side of seeing how this interacts with our relationships. And why is this important? Why are we even going here? is I had such a major release and it gave me so much clarity on my leadership and who I was as a man and every relationship that I had in my life and how I was interacting from this one moment that I had that I'm about to tell you. So as this wrapped in, she says to 
her mother says to her, right? The, the, and her mother's passed away is no longer alive, right? Wow. Um, and her mother says to her in this experiment, basically looks at her and says, the shame that you carry is my shame. It's not yours to walk with. Like the things that you were feeling, the things that you were experiencing, th th that was my shame that I gave to you. And that's no longer yours, right? And it never was yours yeah. to carry. And I had put that on you. I had put that weight on you. And that's because that's how I was expressing. And I had no, she wasn't aware of where this was right. rooted from and all these things. And so for me, while that sounds so simple, for me, I immediately started crying. Like immediately started crying watching it. And I, if anybody knows, they, they see my tougher side, but also to the guys around here, I cry. I, yeah. I cry quite yeah. a bit, right? And so um, I have that dichotomy kind of of both, right? And then those min that, that, that feminine and, and, you know, energy both, both ways. Listen, I, it, both ways. It's, it's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally okay yeah. to, to not be okay. And it's totally okay to be vulnerable. Mm. Vulnerability is actually like the gateway to growth. Mm. You know, it's kind of yep. like the egg. Like, yep. The eggs crack from the outside, right? Externally, mm. then it's the end of life, mm -hmm. right? In, in a sense. But if, if the egg is broken down internally, mm. you know, it's the, it's the gateway to growth. Mm. It's when life begins, man. Yeah, love it. No, I, I, I think like you're saying, it's like the root of uh, really having uh, a lot of breakthroughs had as I've always had to be vulnerable first. Yeah. And obviously I was in you know very safe environment to like feel these things, express these things and go deep. And so... One of the things that I had realized when she had said that, that I had that relationship with my dad, right? And yeah. that I felt like my dad was saying that to me, yeah. right? Was that my dad grew up with a ton of shame that I wasn't aware of. I wouldn't have called it shame. I knew he was a very insecure man. Right. I also know that from a leadership principle that insecure leaders produce insecure followers. Mm -hmm. Right. And so with that, that happens to also be like father-son relationships, but also coach-player relationships. Yeah. It's just a relationship. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you, you know, yeah. it's some type of leadership and some following. Um, and so one of the things that I had realized is again, and, and some quick backstory on, on my dad. Um, my dad uh, literally, you know that saying like, oh, he lives on the other side of the tracks. Yeah. That yeah. was, my dad literally lived on the other side of the tracks and it was the bad side of town. Mm -hmm. Like, like that was the thing. It's like, I don't want you dating my daughter. And that's how it was my mom. Yeah. I don't want you dating my daughter. My, my grandpa actually walked in with a gun in the, the dining room and told my father if he didn't get out of town that he would kill wow. him and that he would not date my mom. Wow. And wow. Um, they were like eight years apart. He lived on the other side of the tracks. He was the dirty. She was the innocent, yeah. young, yeah. you know, things. They ended up having three kids. And, you know, here we, you know, my, yeah. my, 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 my father is, is, is now long past. But that is um, gone but never forgotten, my yeah. man. But it gave me some interesting feelings because it was like I, he had uh, in our relationship that I was carrying some of his shame uh, with me of, uh, and, and it gets expressed in you know society of like, oh, I got a chip on my shoulder and I'm a hard worker and I'm blue collar and all those things. But that's like how my dad like dealt with it, right? That it was right. like almost seen as a positive. And I do think that for, I think, um, I think God uses all, you know, all things for good. So right. I, like with that, like that has driven me and has been a motivational thing. And it's been like this chip that I've carried to like get me here, right. but it no longer served me to get to where I was going. Like I needed to release that that shame yeah. and and where that came from is again like i've uh i've had these 
like my dad had lived on the side of tracks and he'd always been so insecure that no matter what he did, like it wasn't enough. And that was kind of like me being, it was shown in me being the perfectionist. It was, it was shown in me being like how hard I worked and, and like, uh, it was like me getting financially stable and me having status and me doing these other, like all these things that like when my dad didn't have. And so that's what he was ashamed of. Right. And so even with how that was expressed with all of my, uh, my brothers and my family and like how they express it and how they do it in their own ways. But it was such a breakthrough for me. I started, I started, I was crying in the room. It was, it was a release of me being like, that's not my shame. Like those things are not true. Like I'm not in those places. I'm not ashamed of any of those things. And also too, those are not my identity. Right. Right. And, um, and it was so interesting because for so long it would been hidden in so many layers deep of how I interacted and like me thinking about how that would interact with my players and how that would interact with my leadership within the teams and how those, all these other things. And so I wanted to share that side with you and there, I gave you guys spark notes into the whole thing, but like it was a major breakthrough for me because I, I immediately felt what the, the opposite. Yeah. I, I walk, I immediately felt the release of that shame and who I felt like as a man compared to how I felt as a man three minutes ago. Right, right. And I could feel the contrast between the two and I was just like, oh my God, I've been walking with this shame, right? That I didn't know I was carrying, that was generational, that was not from going and sitting with a, not that there's anything wrong to go sit with a therapist or all these other things, but it was like, it was through a a show, right? Right, That had nothing to do with my personal story, but like it attached and I immediately made that connection that I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm walking. And, and again, it didn't just start with my father. There's other layers. But the pr- thing is, is that I felt like that it stopped with my dad or in, or now stopped with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But by him saying the same thing too, that he's in a place where like that shame is no longer like, again, all of the shame that had come before it, whatever it was rooted from. And, and you know, not to say that there is any more layers to pull back there. Right. But and it was a major breakthrough for me to be like, I don't need to walk there anymore. Yeah. Like I'm good. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I had that, I got something to prove and I got that. Like it was some of these big, massive releases for me because that was all rooted. Not that any of that is bad is that it was rooted in a place of shame that had nothing to do personally with me in all aspects and like how I interacted with other men in my life and all these things. Anyways, sorry for the long spiel, but yes, that was, it was a major thing. Wow. Wow. Um, it was deep. So I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't hear the story before. Like this was, this was, I went through this the same time that that everybody everybody else, else, right? I waited for the podcast for sure. So I have to, I have to express like my journey in this, right? Mm. So, so you're telling me you're starting off, you know, it's a show, Netflix, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, Netflix, yeah. and then, and then, you're like, you this know, is my field. This is what I do for right? a living. Yeah. Then the sex doctor, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay where, where, where are we, we about going? to talk where about? Are we where are we going with this, going? right? And then, uh, then lesbian couple. Okay, Joey, okay. what are you getting me okay. into right All now? Right. And then, then mom issues. Oh man, oh, Joey, what are you getting me into right now? And then, and then, you know, to talk about trauma, right? And, and for me, that's trauma's my jam. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I do is I talk mm-hmm. about trauma all the time. And, and for you to kind of illustrate how you came to the realization that, uh, here's a new face of trauma, something that we don't talk about, especially as athletes, mm-hmm. you know, we don't mm-hmm. talk about 
trauma that transcends the present and the yeah. physical body a whole hell of a lot, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're kind of like, you hurt, you injured. We talk about it all the time, yeah. right? And, and being injured and being hurt, we really kind of localize to the mm -hmm. physical body and to the present, mm -hmm. but trauma injury can be something that transcends generations absolutely it could be something that transcends the yep. physical body yep. even you know yep. when we talk about mm. mentally emotionally mm. or what all can, of what we would call can, psycho can I, psychologically i, I, I want to yeah. make i want to put a, a bookmark right here because i think this is something where i didn't believe in that for yeah. a while like and i, I want to say my breakthrough with that and because it sounds like this thing of being like okay like let's say you're not it's not the energy. It's not all these other things that you might not believe, you know, yeah. about all these things. Yeah. Like whatever you believe in, I get it. Let me explain it to you from a logical thing that made me break through because this is how I think is that trauma transcends generation to generation, not only from all those other things that may or may not be true or, you know, those things that can't be seen, yada, yada. But just from like, again, imagine if your father feels shameful. Imagine how he's going to treat you as his son. For example, um, this happens in my family, for example. Like, let's say um, you're very insecure and you have some of this shame that you're carrying with you. And then let's say your kid is acting out in a store, mm -hmm. right? And then you respond because you're afraid and ashamed of what other people might think in right. the store. So then you take it out on your kid and you're like, Get your, yeah, and, yeah. Right? and you, you, you have this emotional, very strong response and like that it becomes who you are as a mother. Yeah. That becomes who you are as a father. That becomes, that's, those are the interactions, these emotional things that they, okay, now do that over a lifetime. Right, and then he does it to his kid, and he does it, to his, and they all express in different ways. So it's not just this other thing; it's like literally our relationships and how we interact for relationship, yeah. the relationship, yeah. the relationship, and generation to generation to generation. Yeah, that that was a major breakthrough for me, where people are like, "How does it transcend generations?" Like I don't understand how that happens, and I was yeah. like, that logically was an unlock for me to be like, if I don't deal with these traumas that might be generation like layers deep, yeah, that like it's gonna keep going. And then yeah. it's going to keep showing its head because now we're stacking trauma on trauma on trauma on yeah. trauma because now I'm creating traumas because I've had these traumas that I haven't dealt with and it gets worse, yeah. which it makes so much sense from a psychological standpoint. Why, um, why suicide rates are going up, mm -hmm. depression's going up. And, and I'm not saying just because we, we're, you know, doctors are just, you know, signing scripts and saying, oh, okay, he's depressed, he's the, right, all these other right. things. I'm not saying that that isn't, some of that isn't happening, but also too, it makes sense. And again, I would, I would, I would ask your opinion here, is it made sense in my head that you're, you, if you don't deal with it, like ignoring a Ma John Maxwell, I heard him say the other day, if you ignore a problem, you're not dealing with the problem, right? Right. It's still there. You're just ignoring that it's there. And so I think that that for me makes so much sense for so many people that don't know how to deal with their traumas, yeah. don't know how to feel, do with their feelings. Don't again. And, and again, things like shame where it could show up and manifest in so many different ways. It can be very confusing. Yeah. There's not a lot of information out there. Wink, wink. Uh -huh. There's not a lot of information out there. There's not a lot of things to like, you know, to do those things. And it's almost kind of taboo. Yeah. And like, I don't want to admit that I have shame and that I'm insecure and there's these other areas like there's all of that and so i just wanted to put that note in there as a, as a logical standpoint like that's for me how it transcends from level you know generation to generation is because of how we treat one another subconsciously yeah you know yeah but. It, it's muscle memory mm. you know what i mean if you if you think about um our entire being you know and and the energy and the muscle that goes into just our existence right it's 
it we're like computers you know mm. it's like the hard drive is always going to remember that trauma and so not dealing with it not talking about it not not having the support system to to really intervene and to treat that trauma mm. You know, it, it doesn't go away. There's yeah. always that memory. Like you said, the subconscious is constantly, you know, poking through the ego, right? Mm-hmm. To to remind us that, that there's a problem, you mm-hmm. know, that, that we have a problem with this. And so, yeah, I, you know, trauma can be transgenerational and, and it looks different for every single person. Mm-hmm. You know, your trauma response is going to look different than somebody else's. For sure. And and the thing about trauma, it's the most misunderstood yeah. out, of, out of all of the things yeah. that, that we talk about, right, psychologically. So trauma, I'm, people I'm think... Like, I'm like, this oh, is yeah. getting no, 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 juiced no. up. Right? Yeah, like, you ahead, you said ahead. get deep, so no, we're, in. we're jumping I'm in deep end. So, so trauma, it... You know, people think that it has to be some type of catastrophe and that's, yes. that equals a trauma. A yes. trauma is anything that forces us to change the way that we view ourselves, mm. the world, and the relationship in between. Yeah. And that could be I a myriad that. of things for, for everybody, right? Yeah. A car accident, for example, can yep. be traumatic for one person and not be traumatic for another person. Yep. It could be traumatic for both people, but mm. we it manifests in some different different ways, Absolutely. right? Because trauma responses can be uh, emotional, behavioral. Yep. It could yep. be cognitive, the way that we yep. think, right? Yep. It could be um, physical. Yeah. You know, it could also be existential and meaning the ways that we uh, think about our purpose, you mm. know, our existence, mm. you know, having some of those ex- existential questions. And you have all of those layers mm. and trauma could also be an immediate response yeah. or a delayed response, meaning mm. that yeah. for some of us, we don't even know or realize that we're traumatized until yeah. years later, yeah. you know, months later, generations later, yeah, that makes you know? Sense. Yeah. And then you think about yeah. all the ways that we can be traumatized. There's yeah. transgenerational, but there's mm-hmm. also childhood trauma that yeah. we've seen linked to yeah. adults yeah. having issues with their mental health, right? Mm-hmm. We've also, seen, we got transgenerational childhood. We've also got secondary and vicarious trauma. And with the internet, with media, with mm-hmm. advancements mm-hmm. in technology, yeah. it makes us more susceptible yeah. to being traumatized by something that yeah. we watch on the news, yeah. something that we see on our phones. I was about to say, we can't get away from social, social media. media. It's always going. Social it's media, always going. right? Yeah. And, and the ways the ways that you could recognize that you, yeah. that you are experiencing some level of trauma mm-hmm. is if you have you know, any type of trauma response that kind pull of mirrors. Your, pull out your notepad. Pull out that your notepad. Mirrors, right, goes. That, that mirrors what we would think of like post-traumatic stress, yep. right? If you if you were experiencing some of those same symptoms that look like what that. Are the, what are those symptoms? If you could help the audience, what are those symptoms for them right now? So, you know? so what be we the know, WebMD so they could all be like, oh man, right. I have trauma like everybody else in America. Right, Go no, listen, the no, world. trauma responses, yeah. there's so many trauma responses. So so first thing is to, to draw the line between PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. right? That's something that's diagnosed. That's mm-hmm. experiencing one or more of these trauma responses mm-hmm. uh, for a prolonged period of time, right? In order to get a diagnosis. And that has to be diagnosed by a therapist or a doctor, Got right? It. So a Got lot it. of people, the problem with that is that they think, well, I don't have PTSD. I'm not diagnosed or I haven't been in military or I haven't been, you yeah, know? Yeah, because I think that's the strongest association yeah. from the general public yeah. is like, oh, I have to be through something very traumatic yes. like war or, or something first like first responders yes, and something stuff like that, like that. Yes, right yeah. so so the truth of the matter is is that there are certain levels of criteria mm-hmm. in order to receive a diagnosis for PTSD yeah but everybody it's the human condition that we all adapt 
from trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Every single day, every yeah. single generation. Yeah. So it's the human condition to experience post-traumatic stress, mm. but to have it diagnosed as the disorder, there's a set of criterion, right? And a mm -hmm. set of, uh, there, there's a time frame that you're experiencing some of these things. Yeah. So I'd like to take an opportunity to kind of educate on what post-traumatic stress looks like because this is something that's impacting a lot of us, Agreed. if not all of us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially after going through yeah. the pandemic. Well, and it's also to, uh, because there's a lack of education, it's yeah. almost, um, thrown around Sorry. it's okay it listen, every, it, hey like, you know what we, this happened on the first podcast it's okay hey let's part where the, the phone process. started ringing yeah, it, look, we, we busy <laughs> around here started, you remember busy that around here you remember that yeah we, the next person that calls we picking up we uh, go right, say right. you on the show what's up <laughs> right um but no yeah the i think the it gets so watered down yeah. because it's used so like freely yeah. you know like you're like ah that's just my ptsd oh like people just throw it around but there's like there's i think the education side like to like really know what that yeah. looks like and what yeah. The symptoms are because I think would you agree that I feel like everybody at some point has experienced at least some of these symptoms? Yeah. 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 At least. Yeah. No, everybody. Yeah. We're, we're again, we're all responding to these traumas, whether it be transgenerationally from our childhood or secondary and vicarious trauma. Mm -hmm. All of us. Right. Uh, you have to understand like something like the the novel coronavirus pandemic. Yes, it was traumatic for us all not yeah. catastrophic for us all. Yeah, but it was traumatic for us all because mm. we were all forced mm. to kind of pivot mm. and take a look at our relationships with the world. Yeah, right? and, and our own identities and, and catastrophic for some. And, and absolutely catastrophic like You might have lost some. your grandma, your yeah. mom, your, your, you know, there yeah. might be layers of this. You lost your job. You like, like yeah. they, it could, and you could hit the face of it yeah. was COVID. Yeah. You know, that's your association and it's catastrophic. It could be a, a real issue yeah. in your life. And yeah. we, we could very well be experiencing trauma vicariously through working with families and mm. individuals that have ha experienced the catastrophe, um, knowing, seeing on television, what, driving down the street, people with signs. I mean, mm. it's, there's, yeah. there's. Or the, or the opposite way too, all the other layers that come off of this, it tells you like, it's like a kind of a nightmare of trauma of even if you're, you feel, let's say you're really strong in the opposite way and you're like, you know, the mask and the restrictions and all these other things. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm tired of people telling me what to do. And it's like triggering, like all yeah. of these things are, tr could be very triggering for you. Yeah. And then your relationships get, you know, and again, it could be all that from the opposite pr yeah. perspective. There's so many layers of all of that. that so could be, many layers. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, those are the many faces or the many shades. I mm -hmm. like to call them of trauma mm -hmm. because it can affect us socially. It could affect us um, civilly. I mean, look at how many relationships you know were were fractured uh just on social media you oh. know you have all these people that are that are going back Yo, and forth I, on I, different I, sides I, of the I, issue i had to mute uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and put a hand up and say i muted a couple people i, yeah. I love y'all but y'all some of y'all got muted all right and yeah. then you got brought back yeah you know what i'm saying yeah went, some of y'all went a little deep on the extremes and i just needed a little positivity in yeah. my life you know yeah. it was a little too much for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right but that's 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 a, a representation of just how much we have been impacted yeah from what's going on in the world and so yeah. You know, when I, I, I tend to talk about uh, to talk about physical symptoms and behavioral symptoms because to me, um, that's that's my that's my effort too to talk about our young people because mm. when we talk about suicide rates going up and you mm. know me, that's my passion is suicide yeah. prevention. Yeah, I can do suicide prevention without even saying the word suicide mm. because ultimately, yeah, you know, suicide is like the end stage. Yeah, you know? it's 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 the result or the yeah um you know it, it that's not the root 
it, it, yeah, yeah. Joey, I'll let we, you explain we, that we can't, better. Well, we can't really comes down to Joey's. We can't think of something like suicide or other subjects like addiction and all these things. It's not binary, right? Mm-hmm. In nature, we can't think of it like either somebody's suicidal or they're, or they're not. not, right? Yeah. And if we if we continue to look at it that way, that's mm-hmm. why we ask ourselves these questions when somebody dies by suicide or attempts mm-hmm. suicide. We're like, why, mm-hmm. why, why, why would you do that? How could yeah. you do that? It's because in our minds, we're really yeah. thinking somebody was not suicidal and yes. they ended up dying by suicide. Yeah. You know? And 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 for a perfect example of that I I know you just interviewed him like we were just talking about again yeah. with Drew Robinson. Yes. Um. Yes. Again, I. I was literally like front flipping, side tossing, like he was hitting yeah. with me yeah. like two weeks before his suicide attempt. Yeah. And like, again, the same thing too, like a different person. And I, I mean, I definitely had those thoughts. Like your immediate thought is like, man, like, was I missing something? Like, yeah. like man, like this, and this is like the idea. And, and if you don't know Drew Robinson's story and with you in baseball, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. So, you know, MLB did a big thing, you know, with him as well. He's actually now also within, uh, MLB is serving a role within, yeah. you know, a lot of that side as well. And again, go listen to your podcast. If you know, with yeah. him, I'm sure covers a yeah. lot of those things. Um, but yeah, like I was there, uh, like with him before he attempted suicide. And then you kind of got the full story and all of that as well from the opposite side, but that's yeah. a great, point uh, exactly is again what it actually looks like because uh if we can touch on that as well of uh we were talking about that a second ago of like he was the face of like success he's the face of oh they gotta they gotta pick up that's the rules it's the rules now yeah no so that's my (laughs) that's my alarm that's my alarm (laughs) no one to pick up for okay uh yeah no i'm so sorry about no you're okay so like that's but that's the thing is like the face of um, like success, right? Is like okay, like everybody's trying to get to this level, and he's a top. Yeah. He's a top uh, in, in the space of like baseball. It's like, man, like he's a prospect. Yeah, he's all these things. And I remember texting his hitting coach in the big leagues, and I'm like, hey, like this guy's gonna be good. Like yeah. he's he, he's he does the X, Y, and Z, and blah blah blah. And then I'm like, whoa, yeah, he tried to kill himself. Yeah, like, and I think that that breaks into the other side of like the breaking away from the taboo side of that is just being like, it's, it, you know, Dak Prescott and some, and some of those other guys that have come out recently. We've, we kind of touched on a, a lot of those things, but I think it's just such an interesting, interesting thing that it just doesn't discriminate. Yeah. doesn't matter what status doesn't matter, you know, all these other things like, you know, like it can be found everywhere. Yeah. No. So a, a couple of things. First, I have to say, um, you know, I, I have so much gratitude uh, for the opportunity and the experience to be able to sit down and talk with Drew Robinson. Mm. Um, incredible guy, incredible journey, incredible story uh, with incredible purpose, mm. right? I mean, uh, what overshadows the the darkness and the despair, you know, which led to his, his suicide attempt um, is the moments following, right? I mean, the survival, the survival piece, right? Mm. The moments following and, and, uh, and Drew, you know, sitting across the table from Drew and, and hearing him share the story about holding a firearm in one hand and, and the phone with 911 dialed in the other hand and literally choosing life. Um, it was, mm. you know, I get chills every time, yeah, you know, the I, I think about those moments. Yeah. I mean, it's, huge. it's incredible. Um, the, the purpose that this guy has, you know, and, and ultimately to, you know, bring mm. awareness to, yep. to subjects like mental health and wellness yep. and, and suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not only something that's non-discriminatory. Yep. It is absolutely something in an experience that is impacting mm. baseball players. Yeah 
basketball players. That's, mm. Those are my tribe, yeah. right? Athletes specifically, and, and mm. we talked about it a little bit before yeah. today, is that, you know, sports... We, we are really kind of holding the torch yeah. to bring mental health and wellness to the forefront of these discussions. Mm-hmm. And in our demonstrations of saying like, you know what, I'm not going to play. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta work on my mental health. You mm-hmm. know, like we're, we're turning down money, mm-hmm. right? We're turning down, um, you know, contracts, opportunity, yeah. reputation. We're putting yeah. everything aside and saying, yeah. you know what, my mental health is more important yeah. than the club, yeah. you know, than the sport. Well, and I think, I think I, I wanted to touch there is that the, the taboo part of that is I know there's somebody still holding there that's just like, well, you're not going to play today. Like someone's like really thinking that like, yeah, like you spoiled $200 million athlete you're you're not gonna your play. Shame, Joey, yeah, not mine. You're not gonna play, right? And no, that's a great point. Your is, shame. is that other side of being like, again, that first off, it doesn't matter if look, I've made I've never made two hundred million dollars, right? Let's put that out there. But yet. Uh yet. Like that. Yeah. Um but with that being said, I have made a good amount of money, right? And I've also been I was born like I mean, I was broke. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've been on the, both sides, right? Remember that shame was rooted yeah. somewhere. My you know, dad yeah. came from, you know, I always say I came from the mud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I've, I've seen both kind of spectrums and guess what? Like I've been unhappy in both spectrums. Yeah. I've been unhappy with a lot of money, with all these check marks, with the, you know, like living in Austin, Texas and the Mustang and, the, yeah. you know, again, and all this physical representations of success and walking around in thousand dollar suits and, you know, like, you know, what, like, you know, being proud of all this, how much money I spent on my outfit. And like, I, I've done that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are still there. And hey, listen, you are. Take a walk with me, baby. Yeah. I got somewhere for you to reach in. All right, <laughs> reach but, in now. Yeah, and I. Um, the but the op, uh, other side with that too is again like doesn't discriminate. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The, and 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 I think Gary V uh, actually talks about that quite a bit. Is that um, he knows a lot of millionaires, mm-hmm. and he's like, in my he's like in my uh, relationships, he's like I know more millionaires that are uh, struggling with mental health much more than I know ones that are happy. Yeah. with mental uh you know in, in, in a good place uh mentally and you're like because uh, there's, there's a stipulation it's always it goes back to that root issues like the grass is greener then it's like oh in this destination like i always say like uh, we actually stole this from my man evan wise shout out to my boy is again uh the destination is the disease the journey is the reward as you get this destination ends up being when i get money yeah yeah when i get status when I become the coach of Clemson, when I become this, when I achieve this, when, I, when I'm a, a professional baseball player, right? Like when I'm a top prospect, when I'm a, then I'll be happy. And, you know, and I think that's the same thing too is like that, that money side, right? Is that there's so many people out there that don't have money right. that it becomes this destination that they can never reach, right? right? And they just thought, oh, if I just had money, yeah. we would be, everything would be square. Right. And like, that's just so far. I, 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 I love when God, and I'm so happy that God did that with me is to give me my destinations mm-hmm. so that I could realize that it had nothing to do with any of those destinations. Right. Right. Like he gave me everything that I thought that was holding back me back from my relationship with him. And also my relationships with others around me is that I needed to reach those destinations early in my life. Right. So that I could realize this, this ain't it. Yeah. It ain't the destination. Yeah. You know? And can you touch on this? Can you touch on this? I'm going to go <laughs> yep. this direction. Yeah. Then there's this other idea. And I think you're the best one to answer this and elaborate. There's this other idea is like, 
once I know it, once I understand trauma, once I'm a, you know, I got a doctorate or whatever in, you know, on these sides and doing all these things and I got my master's here and I got this and I got the, and all these things. Okay, great. Or once I'm an advocate for mental health and once I'm these other things, man, I'm positive all the time. Uh-huh. You know, I'll know every <laughs> technique in the world to keep me out of these places and I'll be able to identify when I'm slipping there so quickly. And I also think, again, that becomes a destination. Yeah. Yeah. Once I get here, then I'll know how to do these things yeah. when, and I, I wanted you to open up with that because I know that that is not the truth either. So, yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I think it's, it's all, it all comes back to purpose. You mm. know, why do you do something? Um, and, and this, you could, you could relate this to your motivations and inspirations. Why do you play baseball? Why do mm. you, you know, why do you, why are you so concerned with, uh, excellence in your mm-hmm. industry or your mm-hmm. field or your sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it goes the same way for you know being a, a clinician. You know why mm-hmm. am I getting letters behind my name and mm-hmm. and getting all this experience for for what? Mm-hmm. What can I give to myself and what can I give to my community? You yeah. know it, it, that happens to be my purpose. And so if I'm not in a position to give to mm-hmm. give back, then you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I could be just as ill as, as everybody else. And, yep. and I always tell people, so, you know, yeah, I have some letters behind my name. You yep. know, I got a lot of, like I said, my resume is long, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that's not why I'm an expert and that's not why I have an impact, you know, mm-hmm. on the communities that, that yeah. I can relate to. My impact and my expertise comes from my lived experience. Yeah. And my lived experience, I, I look at everything as, you know, I don't look at failure, you know, I don't, mm. I don't believe in failure. Mm. I believe in lessons, mm. you know, and with lessons come understanding, right? Yeah. You have to be vulnerable, yeah. right? You have to take responsibility for your role in the relationship with the world. And that, that takes being vulnerable, you know, it yeah. takes some humility, mm. right? And then understanding, there's there's a lot of components that go into understanding. Uh, there's education, the education component. Yeah, you, you learn some things, you, you learn a language. Really, education is kind of linking you to that language. Yeah. To speak in language is so important. You yeah. know, it's how we connect with one another. Mm. There's also the hearing, you know, and, mm. and, and in church last Sunday, you know, mm. this is actually what Pastor was talking about, is is hearing is is you know it's it's not just listening you yeah. know um and i and i also i know i'm gonna i'm gonna quote pastor but i'm also gonna quote one of my favorite movies from the 90s white men can't jump mm-hmm. and wesley snipes is telling woody harrelson's character i never saw you cody don't worry go ahead yeah no no so <laughs> wesley snipes is telling woody harrelson's character he said you you're listening you're you're one of those people that you listen to Jimi hendrix mm-hmm. you don't hear jimmy right mm-hmm. and hearing going back to to what pastor said it's it's studying the word of god you know mm-hmm. and and it's participating in in engaging in fellowship mm-hmm. you know with other christians there's there's bringing disciples you mm-hmm. know and and bringing people into so there's all these actions mm-hmm. that come along with hearing you could just yeah. go to church and sit and listen yeah you know yeah. but that's not hearing yeah. right and and it takes that level of of uh, activity, I'll yeah. say, in order to um, in order to to really heal, 
you know, yeah. and and I want to tie this into to Reach In Now mm. because Reach In Now it's more than a mobile app that's yep. available right now yep. on Google Play and App Store, but it's Don't it's worry, more you than can pause. it's it's more than an app. It's more than a product. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's it's a movement. It's an understanding that you know we we're we're doing this to heal. Mm -hmm. to heal ourselves yep. and to get to a point in our healing yep. journeys to where mentorship becomes important, yep. right? Who we surround ourselves by, our support systems become yep. important. And then mm -hmm. that servant leadership, being yep. able to turn around and again, reach in mm -hmm. to help out the next athlete, the next mm -hmm. young person, yeah. senior we vet. Can't, we can't all do everything, but we could do yeah. something. Yeah. You know? And because it's, it's really about finding purpose yeah you know like i said what are you doing this for if you find purpose in every little thing every interaction mm -hmm. right then you begin to understand and embrace the responsibility that you're not only shaping your identity and your your experience right mm -hmm. but even this interaction i'm a part of your journey yeah i'm a part of you shaping your identity yeah and that's a that's a powerful yeah. And beautiful thing, you yes. know, even even not just good times, you mm -hmm. know, but even in grief, we as adults especially have this beautiful like gift to be able to sit in grief because when we sit in grief as adults, right, we process, you know, we can apply some coping skills and then we get to a point where we can honor what you know honor over grief we can honor mm -hmm. what was lost in that yeah. that's a beautiful process caterpillar butterfly right mm -hmm. and and for our young people because i always i always got to speak to the kids mm -hmm. i love the kids right yeah. so for our young children. people i do <laughs> i believe the children the song Cody. Uh, <laughs> so but for our young people they don't have they're maturing in their abilities to sit in that grief right yeah. And, and most for most young people, it's like an hour or two that mm -hmm. they can kind of sit in it. Wait, are they allowed to be kids and not know? Is that okay? Was, <laughs> the problem is, the problem is, I'll say the answer is, is yes. Yeah. But, but the problem is, is that part of being a kid is yeah. being that sponge yeah. and soaking in everything around you. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest problems right now is that mm -hmm. the adults in mm -hmm. children's lives, in our yeah. children's lives, are not healed. Yeah, and you know what hurt I people was, do, Joey? They hurt people, man. You know what hurt hey, people when you got, do, Joey? When you, when you got venom inside of you, you walk around spitting, spitting venom on everybody else. And I think, yeah, I think that that I, I wanted to uh, touch to go back to you is with that is like, there's this. I've felt like this uh, as I've gotten more educated, right, on understanding traumas and how with that and like what's been passed on to me, it's like a moral obligation to heal. Yeah. For my kid, for my team, for all these things. And that's like, I take yep. ownership in that same side of being like, I'm not going to be able to heal everything. And also, too, every day there's new traumas, new things that get created, but I'm buying into that process. And, you know, again, like whatever my journey is, because I also see the dichotomy on the other side of that, like at one time, like the master craftsman that God is, is like, he utilized even that, that shame in me to get me to other places. Now I didn't need to be shameful to get there, but yeah. he used it to help me yeah. get there. And I, and I, I think that that's a, a, it's a big piece though, that like where I was going, yeah, that was no longer going to serve me where I, where I needed to transcend to where I needed to evolve. I mean, I evolved like a Pokemon around here. I bet I try to tell people. All right. But <laughs> with that, like if me trying to evolve like that, that no longer I, at this scale at where, where we're going and as the leadership that was needed from me, yeah, 
and and again the father that I wanted to be the you know these other things right and I don't have no kids yet don't get any no ideas except for all our players we we clown them <laughs> um, but as I had realized that again that I had this obligation that like I wanted certain things to stop with me yeah right and there's generation of pain here there's generation of trauma that I could do something about yeah that I that I can heal from that I be, can become aware that I don't need to be unhappy that I don't need to hate what I do every day I, that I don't need and I don't need and again like Okay, let's. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna speak to somebody right now. I'm gonna look directly. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna speak to somebody right now. Listen, if you haven't seen this, I'm just gonna go right back to the Adam Sandler skit back in the day. You know what I'm going yeah, with? Yeah, I Listen. think so. Okay. I think so. Listen, if you are unhappy here, <laughs> yeah. no matter where you go, you will still be unhappy. That doesn't mean that your environment doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it, the environment is important, right? It, it definitely is important, but. Again, it's like that happiness is like an inside game. Yeah. You know, like it's this inside game. And so I think what that is also to say, your boy is not always happy, right? Yeah. Right? And also, I mean, we're going to go a little spiritual here, right? There's a difference between happy and joy, mm -hmm. happiness and joy. There's a different thing, different play there. But the other side with that is that, again, like there's times where things are tough and I'm overwhelmed and yeah. I got a lot on my plate and I'm getting pulled in a million different directions and um, I need to recover. But I'm very aware that it's like also within my personality that I'm, I will give everything and I'm be empty. But one, that it, to me is that's why I was full in the first place right. is to give all of it. Yeah. Then I go and it's very important to recover. Yeah. Right. And I see recovery and I would be interested for you to open up on this is that healing and the recovery, right? It, they go hand in hand, in my yeah. in my opinion, is that what I need to recover, not only on a daily basis, but also from these bigger things as well. But I know and recognizing when I am empty, and figuring out what I need to recover to heal from this week, this month, these two days today, because yeah. it was a tough day or whatever. Or, you know, like Bo told me before we got on the po podcast, yo, I talked to the production company, man. I might go cry for a minute. You know, we got some bad news coming. I know when I get off this podcast, there's some bad news coming and we're going to have to figure something out and pivot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I built some skills up. I know what I need to do to recover. Resilience. And I kind of wanted when you to open that up is that sometimes I think when we look at healing, we see it as like from these massive events mm -hmm. where like daily there's these micro traumas yeah. Right. That happened throughout our day that like if they go unchecked or if they go unhealed as well, they can gr grow and grow over time where you're like, I start to notice it. And again, this is just me from the spiritual side. And you could take this, take the meat, leave the bones. It's, you're spiritual. You're not. You do your thing is think of it just like I start to notice it when I'm not patient when I'm quick to anger, yeah. right? When I'm not loving with other people or I lose parts of empathy for others or I stop wanting to serve others and I start thinking about, um, I start getting this mindset of scarcity and I start yeah. having these things. These are indications for me that mentally I'm starting to go down a bat. Like right. uh, there's things that need to be checked. There's something going on here and I'm, I'm aware of them, right? And so, um, yeah, if you could maybe open that up of like the, 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 the process there of like not only, it's, healing isn't always, 
the major things, right, which right. are very important as well, and right. they're usually roots, but also, too, there's daily things, right, of healing as well, you know? Healing, healing is a daily practice, mm. daily devotion, mm. you know, however you want to look at it, uh, because you're right, we are, it's the human condition that we are in constant adaptation to, to the traumas, to the micro traumas, and so um, there is no cure for some of these things, you know, mm. there's no quick fix. And, and I think mm. a lot of times as a society, yeah. that's where that's where we get caught up in, in kind of the the delusion of it all, yeah. is that we think that we're supposed to be happy and, yeah. and you know, all the time, yeah, no yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. And Highlight so anytime tapes. we're not, it's, it's devastation. Yeah, you that know, means we don't know how to act. Why am I unhappy? That means I shouldn't be doing what I was doing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, we blow everything up, yeah. you know, if it's not quick, convenient, and comfortable. Yeah. But the healing process is actually pretty uncomfortable. Mm. You know, I mean, think about, again, mm -hmm. like caterpillar, mm -hmm. butterfly. The caterpillar is broken down, right? Internally, mm -hmm. there's this breakdown process yeah. in order for it to be reshaped and reformed exactly. into the butterfly, right? The caterpillar isn't in the cocoon, yeah. just chilling. Yeah, <laughs> I, need to, I need like, to go to the weight room. I'm going to have a hard workout. Right, And it's right. going to break me down, yeah. but it's the rebuild that yeah. makes me stronger. It's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, we, we've got to think of healing as, as a constant process. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and healing isn't something that's, that's done in isolation. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we also that's have to understand point. that too. That's yeah. I mean, cause that's what your natural tendency, I think um, uh, maybe, yeah. and again, I've seen that in a lot of people, your natural tendency is again, to want to pull back, yeah. to isolate, right. To not talk to anybody right to be like oh this is mine or I'm, I'm or or you go the other way and again it's just another phase of it right i start getting angry with people or short yeah. with empathy so then i start wanting to pull back from them because i don't want to respond in that way yeah but well yeah. i mean it's it's it comes down from historically what we've been doing wrong right so we think if somebody is injured or hurt then we isolate right we isolate yep. them so in our sports right you hurt, you injured, McCall. If mm -hmm. you're injured, I'm pulling you out of the game. Mm. I'm pulling you off of the the yep. team, right? Yep. You can't, you can no longer compete with your team. That's a rough ass. Go coach. after the championship, nothing. Yeah. Then you're gonna isolate in the training room. Yeah. You know, you can't mm. travel with your team. Yeah. So this is this is our our medical model at work, right? Is mm -hmm. we think if somebody has an addiction. What do we do? Yeah. We isolate them. Yeah. In treatment, right? And mm. then we we give them all these, all these tools, all these resources, right? Then we put them back into an environment or mm -hmm. system that hasn't changed a bit. Yeah. And we wonder why relapse is such a huge part of, mm -hmm. of our modern day recovery process for addictions. It's because you yeah. can't isolate. I was literally gonna, I, I'm interested because I, I, once I realized with movement patterns, when it comes to how the body moves, is it's a mapping of the brain, uh -huh. right? And it's just a pattern, like yeah. any other pattern. And just like you're saying, a lot of people will say, like, for example, I go to a rehab, right? Um, I do great there. Yeah. And I immediately go back with the same stimulus that I had before mm -hmm. and I relapse, yeah. right? Yeah. So for a, a coach, if you're thinking about a player, okay, we work in the cage, we do our isolated drill, I throw him right back in the game and he's doing the same crap again. We just worked on this. What are we doing? We yeah. just, just gave you all this protocol, all these things you're supposed to do, right? But it's so important and from the movement side, and I'm interested if you kind of have the same process, is that blend back into, okay, how I do it with athletes is like, okay, we can do it in a controlled environment. Right. Let's add some variables. Can we still hold that pattern? Let's add some more variables. Can I still hold that pattern? We can't. Okay, we regress. Right. Go back the opposite way. Right. And then blending, taking things, give, take, give, take, give, take, more stimulus, more variable, till we can get out to a place where now this pattern 
is a hardwired ingrained pattern that when I met with all kinds of adversity and from all these different angles, right. it's a, it's a, um, you know, that myelination is, is, is thick. It's, it's fast. It's the, my subconscious reaction. It's, you know, all these things. I'm not, I don't even have to think about it anymore. It's right. just how I respond to adversity. It's how I respond to setbacks. It's how I respond when Bo tells me, Hey, there's some bad news. I got to tell you when you get off the podcast, you're right. like how I respond in those moments where before it's like, yo, can I even do a podcast right now? Right. Because right. like I'm mentally already thinking about what he's going to bring to me and what's yeah. going to be the problem. Yeah. Like, and all those things. Um, and so I'm interested in that same way of like the, you know, that extreme, right. like you're saying, the isolation. Let me do it really controlled. Right. And I control every step and everything that you do. And then I just throw you right back out of the society and say. The, so the, there's good and bad in that process, mm -hmm. right? And I, yeah. think, I think where the good is, is, is yeah, we're slowly reintegrating. So we're, mm -hmm. we're building you with supports and strength mm -hmm. as you go back into yeah. that natural environment. Yeah. The, what I would say is bad mm -hmm. is that if we haven't done anything to change the environment, then mm -hmm. there's still a risk of re-injury. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So if we haven't, if, if the field, you know, if, if, if we got, you know, if we got stuck in the field, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a ditch or there's a, you know, whatever. Yeah. If we don't fix the field, you know, yeah. you're going to run out there again for sure. and, and same, so, same injury. So, so what would that be? Connect the dots there for me. What would that be in the sense of, uh, let's say somebody is, um, has been suicidal, yeah. right? Yeah. They come in and it's, uh, people think of like strictly immediately go to rehab. Like there's guys like Drew, like mm -hmm. for example, another example, there's somebody like Drew mm -hmm. who's been suicidal that attempted suicide, also recovering is now an advocate. Mm -hmm. And then people immediately go, oh, he's going to be so grateful now. There's no way he's ever going to have any suicidal thoughts, which in reality, and if true. you listen to his story, he talks about like, he has some of the same thoughts that he had previously, yeah. but how he deals with them are very different. Yeah. But the reason that I wanted to bring that up as well is what does that look like in the sense of, um, what does that look like in the sense of, but that, that environment, um, that you're, that they're putting back into of like what that, that is there, what is that environment that you think is so important that might be there that you want to change that might very, you know, help that pattern yeah. so much. Yeah. When we talk about, um, something like suicidality, mm. um, you know, it's, you're not talking about a physical environment necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, there may be some elements yeah. of the physical environment For that sure. has to change like For when sure. we talk about addiction mm. don't go into a bar you yeah. know and expect yeah. to have alcohol to in the house or, right right you know, if it's food addiction if right. it, any type of addiction so sexual addictions yeah, all these things right there's some ways because there's a lot of activators i don't like yep. the word trigger so i use the word activators but there's mm. a lot of activators that are present in every physical environment mm. so i'm not saying ignore the physical but i'm yep. saying with something that is the end stage of a psychological a mm. spiritual and physical combined mm -hmm. disease mm -hmm. or dis-ease that advance yeah. to that you have to have protections mm. protective factors that support you in all all ways of your being right mm -hmm. so for somebody that um and especially with with athletes right yeah. because with athletes we've experienced physical injuries that have yep. transcended to psychological injuries for and sure. spiritual injuries. It started as and a one, it yeah. started as a physical thing. Yeah. Like uh Bose, for example, another it, this a lot of guys deal with this inside baseball at some point. Yeah. Is they create the yips. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing too, it's like like Bo, like it, it starts as a physical thing. Yeah. And it was there was a limitation there, but mm -hmm. then it got ten times worse. Because it became a psychological thing yeah. of like what people were thinking and and yeah. anyways proceeds. Well and, yeah. I, and I think too just real quick when we say psychological, it's not just like 
psych psycho crazy yes. mental yeah, like yeah. psychological it involves our it involves our socioeconomic status so mm. our finances are involved yeah. our housing yeah. uh, our relationships with our community mm. um psychological means our um it does involve mental and behavioral health largely mm -hmm. but also our education mm. our access to um you know finances financial stability mm. all these all of those things are encompassed in, in yeah. what we call the social determinants of health mm. or what would be our psychology yeah so people i think sometimes they think oh i didn't have any psychological injury because they mm. didn't feel like they had some catastrophic mm -hmm. right dis depression or anxiety yeah i don't, if it I don't got no i ain't got no issues if it affected your money <laughs> yeah. if it affected how you were gonna run your household or mm. your family yeah. or if it affected education you know mm. whatever if it affected any of those elements of psychology then yeah. it was a psychological injury yeah. as say, well say your definition of trauma again because i think that they need a it's, that needs it, to get in trauma is anything that forces you to change the way that you view yourselves mm -hmm. So your identity, yep. the world, and the relationship in between. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. For and, sure. And physical injuries with athletes, especially because this is something else that I always talk about, especially when it comes to suicide, is that we have the misconception that people want to die mm. when when they're suicidal, yeah, right? And there's a fine line between wanting the pain to end, wanting the suffering mm -hmm. to end, and to change circumstances, yep. and wanting to die, right yeah. and a lot of us right that have experienced mm. suicidality we didn't want to die we mm. just wanted to we wanted the pain to stop and that just happened to be an option of right. how i can make it stop right when i try to explore these other things maybe these limited options that i thought i had right and then i did those and it didn't work or i thought it didn't work or i you know whatever well, that was well joey so so i always tell people it's not about wanting to die it's about willing to die mm. and and that is something that as humans we could all wrap our minds around right because we all have an idea of what we're willing to die for. And for yeah. some of us, we feel good. Oh, I'm willing to die for my country. Yeah. I'm willing to die for my family. Yeah. I'm willing to die for my kids. Yeah. And that's okay for them. Some people, I'm, they're willing to die for their jobs. Yeah. You know, That's okay for them. Yeah. Somebody just, who's you suicidal. Stepped on, you, step, you stepped on my toes from a couple of years ago. Somebody who's suicidal, mm. Joey, is willing to die for their own set of beliefs. And once yeah. we start to unpack what the belief system of somebody who's suicidal is, yeah. it's there's no hope. There's nothing yeah. that I can do to change the situation. I'm yeah. powerless. Mm. That's at the core of their belief systems and they're yeah. willing to die for that. Yeah. So how we prevent suicide isn't coming up every September like, hey, it's National Suicide it's a, Prevention Month. That's yeah. not how we prevent suicide. That's yeah. not how I prevent suicide. Yeah. I prevent suicide through reach in now, mm -hmm. like true story, yeah. but I prevent suicide. It's okay, you can pause. But I prevent <laughs> suicide by unpacking those belief systems. Why does somebody feel like they don't have hope? Yeah. Why does a kid from inner city on the yeah. other side of the tracks feel yeah. like there's no hope? Yeah. Let's unpack that and let's For address sure. that, you know, yeah. and let's, let's, let's address some of the barriers that are keeping this yeah. person from, yeah. from accessing and mean? affordability. Mean, I can't just, quality take, support. I can't, I can't just take a pill and it's, I'm good. I, Hey, I'm not a doctor, man. I hey. got to preface this with, I am not a doctor, Yeah. but there's no, there's no pill yeah. that's going to cure that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, what cures it. You know, what's yeah. curative. I'm gonna look right at the camera and say, you know, what's curative It's conversation. Ooh. It's conversations like this, right? Yeah. Because it, and for me, every time I tell my story, mm -hmm. you know, and I shared a little bit about my story on the first podcast mm -hmm. um, and, and I'll share it every time, you know, I have yeah. a conversation, but yeah. every time I share my story, mm -hmm. I process it a little bit different. I move yeah. a little bit different yeah. and I come up, it, depending on who I'm talking to, yeah. all of a sudden I've got these ideas and, and yeah. I'm like, wow, like 
this is assigning purpose to everything that I've gone through, good and bad, Mm -hmm. you know? Why isn't the conversation accessible and open for all of us? Why are we, especially in sports, right? It's don't ask, don't tell, similar to to military, right? And when you look at the the groups of people that are the highest risk of suicide, you know what the one common factor for all those groups are? Hmm. They're not allowed to talk about it. They're not Mm. allowed to have these conversations without feeling weak. Wow. You know, without being shamed. Wow. That's the one commonality for all the groups is that they're not allowed to talk about it. That's interesting. Because they've got people telling them, oh, you you don't got nothing to worry about. Not to to plug the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. But fellowship, fellowship, very important. If you don't know, they go on the same thing. Fellowship is why it's so important to be with others. Yeah. And to share and be in community with one another and to yeah. have your groups and to have people you can go to to share. Because again, I think that's another thing is other people feel like they can't talk about it. You know, that's something I would talk about with yeah. my psychologist or that's somebody I would talk about with like, no, no, no. Like it's very important. These re- relationships that you have in your life that yeah. it's like your friends, your family, like these people that you have where people you can actively, you're building these relationships where yeah. you can be immensely vulnerable with and discuss some of these things. And I think it's so important is I understand because there is, I think to address the reality, yo, if you have some things going on and there's an injury or mental, there's, there, there is a mental illness that is going on or there is an injury mentally again it could be spiritually it could be all these other areas if there is is this like maybe you shouldn't play it's okay that he benched you just like if you were injured physically and he benched you it's okay and especially it might be okay and i know when i got injured for me to realize first off there were so many beautiful things that happened for me being injured but one of the biggest things that i think is so important for an athlete to accept that is that first off the reason that you're so worried about being benched is because your identity is in you being an athlete. Yeah. And so you're so scared that if I, if that's my value and that's how I contribute and that's where I, I, I put all my value into being an athlete. Well, if you take this away from me, then who am I? Yeah. Right. And, and then not, I'm not saying that that's a deeper conversation because immediately that's not usually what a lot of people think. They're just like, it shows its face in other ways. It shows its face in me being pissed off of like, he doesn't need to bench me and all these defense mechanisms and all these other things that have you built up over time and whatever, whatever that is for you. Right. But I think that that's very important with that is like, um, one thing, um, that my girlfriend has done a great job of bringing me in like this last year is she always says uh, with me is like being able to see my emotions objectively and not to judge myself for them, Mm -hmm. but to be interested in them Mm -hmm. and to be like hmm why did that make me so angry hmm why did that make me feel envious hmm why did i respond that way and and not and and more into curiosity with myself rather than judging myself for being upset right now or judging myself for having that suicidal thought or judging myself for those other things it's self-compassion joey yeah and and we it's just the same way as the cliche you can't love somebody else until you love yourself Mm. we can't be compassionate for one another yeah until we're able to be compassionate for ourselves yeah yeah, that is so important to have that non-judgmental conscious moment in the mirror and say you know what you're okay yeah you know it's okay to not be okay where do we go and I'm, i'm i want you to kind of point to some resources here and with that i mean look you got reaching now is so powerful for that but i i also want to just open that up to your book of like first off not many people know what loving themselves even looks like yeah 
yeah. right? And we're the education there of yeah. what does it mean to love myself? What does it mean? How do I get better at loving myself? Yeah. Right, people, and it's one thing to say it, right? Like you need to love yourself more. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I want to. Like right. I want to or or I don't even know what that looks like. Or I, you I know, used like, to get pissed, yeah. man. So so people, and, and I'm a hopeless romantic for people who know me, right? <laughs> and uh, so I get into these relationships and it's like, fair, I'll do everything. Fairy mm. tale, fairy tale, fairy tale, right? Mm. And the relationships end and it's not a fairy tale. Yeah. And I'm always told my friends, my family, Bianca, you need to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I used to get pissed. I used yeah. to be like, I do love myself. Like sure. I get my hair done. Yeah. I got yeah. nice clothes. You know, yeah. I eat when I want to eat, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. love, right? That's my love yeah. language. Yeah. But I didn't realize until very recently in my mm -hmm. life that loving myself was what I will illustrate for you all and, and call it the fireplace, right? Mm. So the traumas and things like that, it's like, it's like a burning fire in us. It mm. motivates us. But the fireplace is what contains or controls. It's that controlled environment for fire, yeah. right? Uh, fire is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Fire is a beautiful thing. Fire mm. is the source of powerful energy. Yeah. You know, when things are, are heated up, you know, mm -hmm. to that source of, of, or through that source, beautiful things, beautiful reactions and things could happen, right? But yeah. fire that's unmanaged, yeah. that's ignored, that's yeah. reckless, that's mm -hmm. out of control, like can be very destructive yeah. at the same time. I like that. Right? Yeah. And so for me, loving myself was controlling mm -hmm. or managing that fire. And it's mm -hmm. so much related to what we do with Reach In Now yeah. because it's all about self-management. It's yeah. it's different from other health apps because other health apps, they'll be like, oh, for the low charge of $100 a week, mm -hmm. you know, you could talk to a qualified licensed therapist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, first of all, who can afford that? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a therapist and for I'm sure. sorry, I know it's probably not popular amongst my peers, wow. but who can afford that and who mm -hmm. can afford to reach out yeah. when they're in crisis because so many people don't know they're in crisis until it's too late, right? Yeah, it's, it's so, gotten so bad or and it, for so many reasons. But yeah, yeah so, so why don't we empower people, community, not just people, how about we empower community yeah. to be able to recognize those activators, right? Those yeah. signs, those symptoms in ourselves yeah. to participate or engage mm -hmm. in activities mm -hmm. that allow us to heal and correct yeah. those, have those emotionally corrective relationships yeah. with others through fellowship. Cause mm -hmm. fellowship can happen outside of church, right? hundred percent. Fellowship yeah. and it should. is about connecting, is about mm -hmm. having those conversations, surrounding ourselves by people that look like us, live like us, talk like us, live yeah. like we want to live. You know, yeah. there's something very cathartic and healing in that. For sure. You know, like I, I was telling you earlier, I love getting in a room with a bunch of athletes Yeah. because we could speak to each other and, and we, yeah. we have the same language. I call it, hey, you'll love this. Yeah. So uh, we had a biomechanist in here yesterday. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm just like going back and forth with them and like I left and I felt so so filled yeah and i was like again like objectively doing that i'm like yeah. why do you feel so filled and i was explaining it i was like you know when like people talk about when they're playing guitar and they want to have a jam sesh yeah and they want to they want to <laughs> yeah. jam with somebody and yeah. like want to be on that level and i don't i don't get to interact so much with like where i'm operating and it's like it's like i don't get to interact i don't get to have that as much yeah right and yeah. I, I don't get to talk with people that are so deep into things that i'm so interested in right as like as i've gone like and and not to like you know paint myself as like a this total expert but as i've gone closer towards this expert in this area that yeah. this this my field right that it becomes harder and harder to connect and find yeah. people to do those things with that are that yeah. i can have these jam sessions with yeah. right and um 
it's like your guys's app is like connecting people yeah. for jam sessions yeah you know where it's like it and then again it's just sharing where they're currently at yeah. Yeah. and i think that that's such a powerful piece because one of the things that i think is a powerful uh, thing to also touch with you is that there's not enough in my opinion there's not enough therapists in the world right for everyone that probably needs to talk yeah. to a therapist which happens to be everybody right right it's not right. it's not somebody or when you're having a problem those are these things like no no like i've literally debated on going to see uh, and our, our uh, pastor says the same thing too that he like uh, a couple times a year will go for like extended periods of time yeah. especially after covid and after yeah. big yeah. pulls from him as a leader mm -hmm. and he's starting to feel some of these things and he needs yeah. to process and unpack a lot of these things that he'll go as well and i've i've generally been interested on the side of the the, uh, the therapy side is more for me for self like exploration and yeah. this curiosity yeah. mindset of like what you know once i started to unpack some of these things i was like excited for the next thing right and i was right. like what else could i find what else could i heal what else? right you know and then you start right. to build this momentum up and so i want uh, you to touch on that because one of the pieces i thought was so important that you're talking about with your app earlier was talking about again taking away some of the things in the environment that hold us back from sharing yeah and yeah. once you kind of unpack that first like why you guys have created an environment that why it is the way that is yeah yeah you know so I love the analogy like of the jam session because yeah. that's totally what, what mm. it is. I think one of the key features and components of it is that it's anonymous. Mm. So it's it really like just overemphasizes that come yeah. as you are, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to say, hey, I'm Joey. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. You lead with this yeah. true desire to connect, you yeah. know, and to process and, yeah. and to heal. And, and Here you I have, am. yeah. All the filters are, are down with that, and so um, the anonymity that the that the app offers, I think, is, is Google just it, a Cody. Key There's Google it, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> reach it now. <laughs> reach it now at reachitnow.com. Get more information. So, so one of the things too, um, you know, that I that I think is just so important, you know, when we're sharing our lived experiences, is like we're all learning how to to tell our stories, you mm. know. Because uh, we're so used to yeah. keeping that in, we're we're yeah. only used to sharing mm -hmm. parts of our stories. Well, and you only the the people that you know that are really good at telling their story yeah. have told their story yeah. so many times, their testimony or whatever yeah. you want to give that. They've given that so many times, right? That that's why they that's why you know them is because you've heard that story. But like that's not how it started. Like, right, right. The first time I told my story, the first time you've told your story, like yeah. it wasn't as good as it is now. Like I've gotten these other layers and yeah. like digged into it deeper and all these other things. Yeah. And so it's okay to not tell your story very well. In yeah. The beginning, you know? No. And 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 that's exciting when you don't yeah. tell your story very well because that means that you're getting started on this healing journey mm -hmm. and and you're gonna very quickly be able to look back on those those moments and yeah. be like, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is you getting the engine revved up you yeah. know the an, another cool thing about reaching now the movement is that i've gone and i've knocked on doors every ath pro athlete mm. musician entertainer because mm. the impact the level of impact that it has when somebody that's an icon or a leader of industry or a leader mm. of, of their craft and their sport yeah is vulnerable yeah and actually says you know what this is this is the journey i mean Everybody who, who's watching, right? Think about who your example of excellence is. What yeah. drives you? Where are you trying to yeah. get to, right? Yeah. As an athlete, you think of yeah. your, your champion, right? Mm -hmm. Like my favorite player growing up was KG, Kevin Garnett. There you know, he was the right amount of crazy. Mm -hmm. And I used to do the same stuff and bang around and scream, right? Mm -hmm. But KG 
at the time, he wasn't saying, you know what, Bianca, like I'm waking up at 4 a.m. and I'm running up the the sand dunes, yeah. you know, and and I'm throwing You're up and the highlight tape. And yeah, yep. and I mean, now he's coming forward and sharing like yeah. all of the all the stuff that he's been through, you know, which yeah. is it, to me, I'm just like, oh mm-hmm. my god. Well, There's and it so- comes it comes across in two different ways, right? It either comes off and being like, this guy wants me to feel sorry for him, yeah, like yeah. that's how people take it, right? Yeah. Like that's or you you perceive people to take it from Can you, I, like I don't want people. I don't want I don't want people to feel uh, feel. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My dad. My dad's. My dad just arrived. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> ah. It didn't pick up for him. <laughs> I'm gonna get him on the podcast. I'm yeah. sorry. You know. Yeah, he's on. Hey, Dad. You got your bag? Yep. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm right down the street from uh, the airport, so I'm headed there now. You know where to go to passenger pickup? Uh, do I just go out these doors? Where the taxis, limos, shuttles? No, 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 uh, that's ground transportation. You're gonna go up a level. Right. And then go across like a, it's like a little, just follow the signs that say, it'll say passenger pickup. But you're gonna go up one level and walk across the little uh, sky bridge. Okay. Cool. okay. Okay, yeah, follow signs to passenger pickup, and I'm going to call you when I'm, when I'm rolling through. What airline did you come in? Alaska. Okay, so Terminal 3. Okay, I'll be there, I'll be there in a minute. Right. Love you. Bye. There it was. The myth, the legend. Man. Hey, yeah. I'm so excited. My pops is coming in, actually, because we have that event on oh, Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, cool. I get to meet him. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked a lot about him, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. My dad and my mom is going to be here. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. and I'm, but I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're good. I want to... Um, yeah, so I, I uh, think the uh, piece of... Where was I at, too? Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, the two things of how you think people are going to perceive uh, you sharing your story, yeah. right? Yeah, Either... You know, I don't want a lot of athletes are like, oh, I don't want people to feel bad for me. I hear that yeah. a lot from people that on the yeah. addict side. Yeah, I hear that a ton. I'm sure you do, too. Like, I don't want I'm going to share this, but I don't want anybody to say anything. I don't want anybody to feel bad for me. Right. I don't want to hear any like it's like, dude, it's all right. Like, it's one. It's OK for me to feel bad for you. Like, and have empathy for like right. where you're at. Right. And then the other thing is being on the other side is, again, like. I'm like, uh, and it, sometimes it's rooted in the same thing. Like, I'm like, they're going to think I'm weak or they're going to yeah. think these other things. And like, you know, they're, they're sometimes it's like a little bit of, you know, of those things. And I'm sure there's many more factors of why people don't want to share. But I, I think that those are like common, you know, traits that people think. Well, I think too, like, especially in professional sports today, it's become such a business that mm. everybody has to carry themselves in the burdens of their brand with yeah. it. Right. And so, all of their life experiences, it's like, mm. okay, how does this reflect on the brand? You know, yeah. and, and so you're not allowed to be a human, right? Right. It's yeah. like it's a superhero complex, and and yeah. really, you know. So I go. Not a whole lot of people know, but I travel to different military bases, and I talk to, um, you know, our officers, our airmen, our airwomen. And, and I love doing that as a civilian because I can go and have a conversation and relate to them on a level of fall from grace. Mm-hmm. Because from an athletic perspective, you know, and, and, and there's some parallels, you know, it's definitely not the same as, mm-hmm. as serving in the military, right? Yeah. But there's some parallels when you talk about this experience of fall from grace. Anytime that you experience something that's, that's intense, or negative, mm-hmm. you know, in your life as a professional athlete or or as an athlete that's even like marquee or, mm-hmm. or you know, you've got a lot of attention and your reputation in, in your hometown. 
anytime that you have an injury or you're going through something, it's almost like, well, now they know that I'm I'm fallible, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and what does that mean for our competition to know that we have yeah. a weakness, you know? Then yeah. they go after that to try yeah. to defeat you, you yeah. know, whether it be on or off the field or, or court. I think, but I think that's the, uh, again, if y'all ain't watched Eight Mile, y'all need to watch Eight Mile, <laughs> you right? You say it first. Yeah, I say it first. What you gonna call it? tell them something they don't this, know yeah, about me. T- yeah, say <laughs> yeah. something you don't know about me. Like, And I think that's the same thing as like, like I think that that's such a power, it's a strength if you see yeah. it in a way of being like, you're not gonna dig up anything on me. When we're on the court yeah. and you bring up something, it's like, yo, I've already brought it up. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And also another end of that is like, it made me stronger and yeah. I'm I, I'm now healing from those things. Right. Right. Where I'm a stronger because I did share it, because I did walk exactly. out. And I think, and again, you could take that of how you want to take it of the sense of like, you know, like schemes or lies of the devil or whatever that is that like mm-hmm. of like making me feel like I can't share these things. Because again, like it, it's that force of again. I want to be, uh, you know, like yeah. isolate, isolate, yeah. isolate. Nobody will understand. It's the same. It's the same schemes over yeah. and over again, right? Our ego, the devil, whatever you want to bring it to, right? Um, that um, it's only me. Yeah. I'm the only one experiencing this. Yeah. I'm not enough. I'm, you know, all these limiting like yeah. thoughts, beliefs. You're not pretty. You're not this. You're not athletic enough. You're not this. You know, it's like all these anything that it's like it's the same. Over and well, over. Well, I know. And over I know. Earlier, we talked about what are the signs and symptoms of post-traumatic yep. stress, and this is that. Yep. If you have had any of those thoughts, or if you have been mm-hmm. told that by anybody in your camps, yep. right? That is classic. What what we call classic abuse, right? Yep. Or classic grooming for the abuser, yep. right? Mm-hmm. If you think about, okay, so let's think about a catastrophic yep. uh, circumstance, right? And not of, everybody, of, and not every, and that's the other thing. Not everybody. So a lot of people are abusers, but they're not. It's not a conscious thing. Right. 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 And, and, and again, yeah. we tend to think of something like abuse as being catastrophic. If, mm-hmm. if I'm not being physically yeah. and violently beat up, yeah. or then I'm, I'm not in an abusive relationship. You, you're a this and da 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 da. Yeah. There, there's a lot of these things like uh, as your father or as your mother, they, they can be saying things of being yeah. like, well, you know, we grew up in this. Side. We don't get to do that. Like that comment. Right. right. can become abusive. Well, what what we all have to realize is in any type of relationship, not just romantic, any type of relationship, if you are giving 80% and the other person's giving 20 and that is the constant, Mm -hmm. you know, then that person gives a little bit less Then it's 10, then it's five, then it's like, that is an abusive relationship because it's an abuse of of contribution of power. Do people sometimes uh, uh, like twist that with like a toxic relationship as well? Would you... associate those two together. Yeah, I mean, I, I think toxicity, you know, is when you're throwing in, okay, not only is it 80, 20%, but yeah. then you've got all these things that, that really contradict or where you're sacrificing yourself yeah. uh, in every circumstance. Yeah. Then you start to bring in toxicity. Yeah. And I think Abuse, I, though, abuse is anything. It's, it's, it's all about prolonged period of time. So just okay. like PTSD, for a prolonged period of time, we're experiencing this. If you're 80, 20 you got know, it. because any relationship, it's never going to be 50-50. Yeah, I got you. It's always going to be kind of fluid, Evan right? Flow. Yeah. But if you're in a relationship where, and, and think about it financially, yeah. emotionally, yeah. sexually, whatever. Yeah. If it's if it's pro for a prolonged period of time, 80-20 and let, mm-hmm. you know, then it, then that's an abusive relationship. Mm. And people, they only think of it if it's if it's 80-20 in terms of power and how, how somebody who's abusive... Um, demonstrates that power. Mm. They, then they think, okay, if I demonstrate my my 
power over you. Like, let's say mm-hmm. I, you can't talk to anybody. I've isolated you from your friends. Yeah. I'm physically abused. And I've, yeah. I've demonstrated that power with physical abuse. Yeah. Then people can wrap their minds around, oh, this isn't a healthy relationship or this yeah. is an abusive relationship. I got you. No, we can prevent abusive relationships by understanding it, those signs, yeah, you know? earlier on. That's, that's how somebody that's abusive yeah. grooms somebody, right? Yeah. So bringing it back to that point of, mm-hmm. It's, it's an abusive relationship if you're thinking like, you know, I, I can't take time off, you know, like I, or, or that it's up to the coach to bench me, you know, it's up to mm-hmm. this person to bench me. Yeah. We need to, and not so much bench ourselves, but yeah. we need to yeah. take control over Have ourselves. Our own, yeah. yeah. And say, Have our own voice. I'm sitting like, just like yeah. Osaka and everybody, yeah. like I'm not going to compete today because yeah. I'm prioritizing my mental health, you yeah. know, or even in physical injury, yeah. you know what? Um, are you hurt? Are you injured? I'm mm-hmm. hurt, but I'm going to take time off today because yeah. I want to recover. I don't from want this it to be point. an injury. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's okay. You yeah. know, we have to reclaim that power because in yeah. an oppressive system, no matter yeah. what, what you look at it, right. Mm-hmm. An oppressive system, that's what the abuser or the person that's grooming is telling you or trying yeah. to convince you of is that yeah. you have no power. Don't yeah. tell anybody about this because yeah. if you do, they're not going to believe you. Yeah. And I was going to say, there's two sides. I actually been in, you know, as everybody has been in these relationships, but I identified one of these the other day that I never thought of it like this, but it connected so many dots when I had that thing actually last night Yeah, is that it worked both ways before I, I achieved it. It was like, you're nothing, you're less than, you're like, yeah. not those exact words, but yeah. like in how the, the yeah. relationship was. And then once I did achieve it, it was this other thing of like, trying to chop at it yeah. or uh, they like not being proud or to be like, don't forget where you came from. Right. That kind of tone. Right. And then like you get those other things to be like, oh, I get it. You're big. T-. Like it's again, constantly trying to pull you back into exactly. like, get you to do what I want you to do. Exactly. Even though a lot of times for them, it's not a conscious thing or no one goes out to be in a toxic or an abusive relationship. Right. It just happens to be again, when I have venom inside of me, this is how I when hurt people, hurt people, yeah. not intentionally. Yeah. Right. And yeah. sometimes intentionally and a lot of times not intentionally, you know? Well, and, and I think a lot of people um, find themselves in an abusive role because like you said, when, when you're concerned about scarcity, when you're concerned mm-hmm. about your own job, your own yeah. finances, you yeah. know, like you got coaches yeah. that are like, I'm worried about this. So should you. Right. You know? It's or a projection. Like, yeah. Thing too, yeah. You know? It's that sh- putting yeah. that shame on you because they're yeah. concerned about their role and their position. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. because they've everybody's got somebody above them that yeah. that's hounding them, you yeah. know, that's that's yeah. putting them in these unrealistic great, circumstances. Great, great book. Thanks for the feedback. Talks about the natural friction between uh, uh, different roles in people's lives, like yeah. how you're going to have a natural friction with your boss. You're going to have a natural friction with yeah. your parents. You're going to have a natural, you know, someone with yeah. has authority or is expecting more of you or yeah, yeah, yeah. some yeah, of those yeah. things. Well, at yeah. reachinnow.com, Hey, yo. Right. We talk a lot about dysfunctional roles, mm-hmm. you know, in, in systems. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at it as kind of like the family system mm-hmm. that we recreate in every single relationship as we get older. We recreate mm-hmm. those dysfunctional give us, roles. Give us a scroll, Cody. So, Start yeah. scrolling through the website while she's talking yeah, about it. Yeah, no, the, the Reach In Now website, it's it's so awesome, right? Because right now, I mean, we're we're pushing the, the app. Yep. You know, we want to raise awareness, yep. get everybody on the app yep. um, because it's a resource that's for the community, yep. you know? Um, very different from other health apps, yeah. you know, and, and, and you have like a, like uh, Michael Phelps that talks about talk space, right? Mm-hmm. You've got LeBron James on calm. It takes that level of, of star power, right? Mm-hmm. That, that level of celebrity to come mm-hmm. forward and say, 
it's this isn't about me flexing like look at how rich i am mm -hmm. right this is about let me show you the journey you know mm -hmm. let me show you all of the the ups and the downs and the work that goes into this and if you can relate to any part of this journey now all of a sudden i've made this connection and that connection could save somebody's life you don't mm -hmm. even know you know yeah. And like I and said, that happens a, a lot. Thing. And I, I think if you've been in like and had these conversations in deep relationships with people, there's yeah. so many people that come up to me and it's like, man, like, you know, we talked with a thing and we talked about this or we talked about that. And like, bro, that was life changing to me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that was me having a conversation on a Tuesday or right? whatever. You know, right? it's like just a casual conversation of what that could turn into. And I think that's so important. Like you said, with the, you know, uh, with the app and all the things that you guys are currently doing, yeah. I think is a big, you know, big piece, uh, to step in that direction. Yeah, right? that's so, how we got started, Joey. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I, I referenced that talk we had. At a, it was a hot summer day yep. in a parking lot outside of GTV Radio. Shout yep. out Shout to my out. boy, Prenup. Prenup, DJ but, uh, Prenup. But yeah, no, I mean, it was a conversation that, I mean, neither one of us, it wasn't like planned. It, I mean, neither no. one of us knew that no. that would turn into, you know, this type of, of sure. friendship and relationship. And, for sure. And, but that's that's the divine nature in all of this For you know sure. it, it's taking every opportunity uh to find you know god or yep. to find uh purpose and yep. meaning in every interaction every conversation For and, sure. and how amazing it is it that i'm powerful enough to perhaps influence or motivate or inspire somebody yep. to do something great you know in their sure. lives the same ways that you were for yep. me you yep. know and yep. and that's just something that i think we all, if we can all come together and embrace, yeah. you know, especially as a coach, I mean, yeah. a lot of people listening right now is like as a coach, like yeah. it's also, you want to be a better coach. And again, that always says like, it starts with you. Yeah. Like, and again, you want to have better players. Like it starts with you. And again, you're, uh, when it talks about in businesses where I took this from is like the, the business can only grow as far as the leader's capacity. Yeah. And if like, you want to on the other end of like keep evolving, like again, like these resources aren't just for yeah. if you went through some big tragic and again and it, they also are right yeah. it's it's everything in between where yeah. again just like when i go to see a therapist it's not just because this catastrophic event happened in my life right. but also too for self-discovery and curiosity yeah. and also i want to grow as a human being and i want to do these other things like it's not yeah. just when some you know when the house is on fire yeah. right i can prevent those things as well uh, with all these preventative uh, preventative measures and also i think adopting this curiosity about yourself yeah. and wanting to learn more about yourself and it's so amazing like if you've never watched somebody like learn about themselves because you know like you know yourself you're with yeah. yourself all day so yeah. you know you in and out right meanwhile everybody around you knows you in and out yeah right? yeah but if you to watch someone learn something about themselves and like for you and when you experience that of like learning something about yourself mm -hmm. it's definitely some big steps yep man Big steps. Reach it now to cozy up to the fire, man. Yeah, I it's love like that. It's like cozy up to the fireplace, man, cozy and and, and getting to throw some things in there, watching the fire, yep. you know, burn, and yep. and and also, you know, have that heat for yourself, love and it. and really just kind of generate some, like you said, it's it's a desire to know yourself, yep. to love yourself better, to know yep. what that means, yep, you know, and to and to walk, to yep. wa live and walk in your purpose. Mm -hmm. There, there's nothing greater, man, yep. and and. We have such a huge opportunity in sports right now, like we mm. talked about before. This is the state, like we've set the stage, we're carrying the torch, you yep. know, to be able to bring these subjects to the forefront, you know, yep. of every conversation. And so, um, so yeah, I'm excited about this opportunity to build this community mm -hmm. of people that just really want to heal, man. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. and you're right, it's not catastrophic events it's not you have mm. to be suicidal to go yeah. on to reach in now sure. this is about just connecting you know sure. and building community so yeah. love that yeah and uh now you understand why she on twice ah, so hey. ping, 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 ping. well 
All right. Make sure you guys check that out again. Everything will be in the show notes. Uh, make sure to definitely reach out. And again, if you guys are utilizing those resources, I know you guys are plugging into this podcast again, go ahead and share, uh, go ahead and share again, what you pulled away. I know you guys got some, there's a billion nuggets in there, <laughs> man. There's we some got nuggets deep. in there. Cody, go ahead and get that. You be able to chop that thing up on social media no, right there. Deep, um, for sure. And then, um, but yes, uh, guys, definitely make sure to check out everything. We'll have everything in the show notes. We'll go, you know, make sure to download the app. Uh, make sure again, check out the website, check out the resources, go and follow my girl. You know what I'm saying? Go make sure to do all those things. But until next time, farm system out.